igniting, inspiring, and evoking the fire within. And so my advice would be get good at receiving. Don't think of it as grabbing or taking, but just allowing. Just allow the compliment, allow the help, um, allow the good. Um, because if you can't receive and you keep asking the universe to send you something, a partner, um, a different job, um, more financial abundance. If you, if that's what you're asking the universe to do, but you're bad at receiving, it won't be able to get it to you. And so it starts with being a good receiver. I, I think. You're listening to the what's your inspiration podcast with Fox Buyer. On this episode of the what's your inspiration podcast, we have author Catherine DeMonte. Catherine has been a psychotherapist for three decades. She created small group eight-session abundance circles in 2016 when she realized all her clients seemed to have one big thing missing in them, which created deep regret and sadness. Could be a partner or baby or work they loved or financial security. Whatever it was for them, this feeling that something was missing in their life was often what drove them into therapy in the first place. Out of these circles, beep, beep, get out of my way, seven tools for powerful creation and living your unstoppable life was created. In July, her book, Beep, Beep, Get Out of My Way, Companion Guided Journal came out. Both are available on Amazon. This should be fun. Here we go. Hello and welcome to episode 63 of the What's Your Inspiration podcast. Today, a, a friend of a friend on, and I'm... I'm, I'm really thinking that this will develop into a, a further friendship. She, uh, she was connected through last uh, month's guest, Suzanne Casamento, author and psychotherapist for three decades, Catherine DeMonte. Catherine, how are you today? I am doing well, thank you. It's really nice to sit with you. Thank you for having me. It's, uh, as I always say, it is my pleasure. Um, we are connected again through, through Suzanne and the process developed develop quickly. I've, uh, I've, I've dug into your book, Beep Beep, Get Out of My Way. And we want to get into that. And of course, the, the people, places, and things that continue to put you on the path um, that, you're, that you're on today. In, in your book, Beep Beep, Get Out of My Way, you, you talk about the, these abundant circles. And mm-hmm. I wanted you to explain to the, to the listeners where the seeds to these uh, abundance circles were planted and what exactly they are. Mm, Certainly. The seeds to them were planted through my psychotherapy practice. I noticed that regardless of why somebody came into therapy, whether it was over an an affair, in a marriage, or grief work, or parenting, or whatever it was, that there were certain things I often shared with people that were helpful. So in other words, regardless of why they were in, these things helped. I just called them tools, you know, that I found useful. And since they were sprinkled in, in many, many sessions, I was thinking that gathering them together and sharing them collectively would be even more powerful. And doing that in a group would be exponentially more powerful because I would share the tools that make a really big difference in a lot of lives. And people uh, speaking uh, about what they're trying to attract or change in their life out loud makes it real in the world. 
And so doing it in a group would make it even more powerful. And then others supporting that as they spoke uh, was an added bonus. So that's how, how the circles came to be. So it, it was a branch of my private practice, but thinking that um, the work could go deeper and more quickly if it was done in a, in a circle with some structure. The power of community, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. There's so something to, to that, isn't there, to having a tribe of people who are supporting you and that you're supporting as well. And just proof that there, there are always other people out there that may feel the same way that you do about certain things. Yeah. Um, COVID-19 is, is the pandemic, but in, 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 in your line of work, what is the, 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 the worldwide pandemic in your eyes? Mm, wow, the worldwide, and I love that you reminded us that it's, this is happening globally and we've all, every single person on the planet had to pause not just one nation or one country. So all of us at once are needing, I believe, to go inward, stop, um, look at what's important, um, uh, get in touch with, with things that aren't working, fix them, whether that's internal or external or both. Um, it, it really put the brakes on how we were living and ideally what we'll come away with is making changes in the places that, that weren't working rather than trying to go back to quote normal that we will never go back and normal wasn't working to start I with. I got you. That's going to lead us into a, to a question later on in this interview, the question of this word, word, word normal. Catherine, mm -hmm. in your book, you write in your book, Beep, Beep, Get Out of My Way, you write, one can have deep and profound sympathy for others without absorbing their pain. Can mm -hmm. you explain that? Yes, yes, thank you. So to me, empathy means being there for a person and really witnessing what they're going through and holding space for them, but not absorbing it into our body. To me, that would be more like sympathy where I'm now in like sort of merged with you and I'm feeling it too. Or if I was a therapist and I brought home every client's issue, I would, I would probably fall apart <laughs> but, and not be any good to anybody. But empathy to me means um, being able to really be there for you without absorbing it. We know thoughts can cause sickness. I mean, I'm sure you have yeah. a, a first row view of that over the last three decades. Yeah. Uh, uh, the effect of thoughts. Yeah. That can affect Sickness, illness, it also can create patterns we don't want or that we say we don't want, but we ruminated, ruminate on it so much that we attract it. it thoughts are so, so powerful. It's a nice little T word right there, ruminate. Oh, uh -huh. yeah, definitely. Uh -huh. <laughs> that's, just, that's a heavy word. Mm, that's, yeah. That's a heavy word. How often do you use that word in your practice? <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I'm not quite sure, um, but probably a fair amount. I'm sure you'll be, you'll be ruminating on that question. For <laughs> yes, I will be. I will be. <laughs> so this, is, this, this is good. I can um, intellectually uh, uh, practice some things with you here. Um, okay. So yeah, it's it's just um, um, amazing how, you know, from talking to you, what, what, um, 
patterns develop from thoughts and, and what good or bad things can come can, can come from them. And, and anybody listening, uh, you'll you'll know right away as you, you read Catherine's book, Beep Beep, Get Out of My Way. She she writes uh, a couple of stories early on in the, uh, the book um, about, you know, her path to, to where you are today and your husband's path as well. They are uh, the, the, uh, they are very, very intriguing. Mm, thank you. That's yeah, interesting what we attract in our partners and brings up our own stuff you now that needs looking at. It does. And, and, and sometimes you don't know it until years down the road. I don't know if yeah. it was that way for you, but oh, definitely for me with, you know, friendships I've created, uh, uh, that's certainly been the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and as you're so right. It's, it can be years down the road that before we notice those patterns. They develop. They just develop seemingly out of, out of, out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Now, it's time to learn a little bit more about you. We're going to play a game called What, Which, and Where. Okay. Uh, typically what I do in, in, to prep for this interview is, is have you answer a questionnaire to, get a, uh, to learn a little bit about you um, be, before we chat here on the air. So I reviewed mm-hmm. some of your answers to, to, <laughs> to my questions and I'm gonna uh, dig into um, some of your passions and see if you can hit some bullseyes over the next couple <laughs> of minutes. Okay. So Sounds Catherine, fun. are you ready? I am ready. Excellent, excellent. So the, first, the first quote goes like this. Who said it, Catherine? The wound is the place where the light enters you. <laughs> um, it, that's a good question because Broomy said it, but, um, oh gosh, what's his name? Leonard, um, oh, I'm so embarrassed. I can't remember. The singer. Um, Leonard Cohen, is that right? Cohen, thank you. I can't wait to say Leonard Skinner. You <laughs> 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 may believe that too. Yes. <laughs> the band may. Yeah, but and Leonard Cohen said something very similar. But yes, Rumi said 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 that, and and I really love that quote. It's where, and I believe that that's so true. That that's where the it's in the it's in the crack, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The light comes in. You've you've touched on it a little bit. What, what impact has that quote had on your life? Mm. Um, it's had a beautiful impact in that it helps me know that the painful places or our shadow work or things we bump into, the rough things aren't necessarily bad. In fact, they can be very good in that by looking at what that situation or that pain brings up, we can find the most beautiful um, work that needs to be done and create such deep healing. It, It literally is where the light is, where the good is. If we can get past the pain and look, look inward and what, at what wants to be known. And that's what I'm calling the light, the part that's beautiful and it needs to be known, but is out of the, the, the way of our um, awareness and therefore in the dark. There's chocolate at the end of the tunnel. You just keep <laughs> digging. It, it is there. It's there. It's like yes. a kid digging for a sand crab at the beach. Right? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Very, very cool. Very cool. So, Catherine, one for one. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to you because you almost gave us a a, a bonus answer, Leonard Leonard Cohen. So, 1.5 out of one on the first question. <laughs> okay. All right. So, are you ready for number two? Yes, I am. All right. I don't make any pretense out of being normal. Who said that? 
Oh, who said that? I've heard that. Um, it should be Christopher Walken. Um, <laughs> I don't know. That's true. <laughs> who is it? Uh, do you, it's not Christopher Walken. I'll give you a second guess. Also, also an actor. Mm, I have heard that. Who was it? A male? Male actor. Male actor. Wow, I'm stumped. Male actor whose documentary I think you're currently viewing or just finished. Tom Shadiak? No. No? Oh, Val Kilmer. Val yes, Kilmer. that's right. Val Kilmer. Yes, I love that documentary. Val. It's My fascinating. Yes, uh, totally fascinating. My sister turned me on to his book, "On oh. Your Huckleberry," about a year ago, and um, you know, I'm a I'm a bit of a child of the '80s. I you can like I was born in '78, so as I grew up, you know, there's Top Gun, Tombstone, all of these things '80s and '90s, and he's Val's right in the front and center. Mm -hmm. He's oh, had I a bet. tough road to hoe in the, in yes. the past bunch yes, of years. He, is, he um. He's an inspiring uh, human being and spirit. He really is, isn't he? He's, there's so much more to him than I ever knew. From, and I didn't know him well, because I didn't watch those, those movies much. But um, wow, I was so moved by the documentary. And it really is a good reminder of what we've gone through as children informs our adult life and our psyche, doesn't it? Doesn't that movie, that film? demonstrate that so beautifully without having that be the premise that just can't help but catch that what we've gone through as children has a huge impact. Sure it does. It's it's in, in many cases completely undeniable. And then I think in, in uh, Val's case, admittedly, you know, admittedly, mm -hmm. he's very open, yeah. open about yeah. that. Um, his, mm -hmm. his upbringing with unfortunate death of his brother at 15 years old. Yeah, and, and you know his his uh, parents split, but he's um, he's very open and honest about it, and that's mm -hmm. one of the things I appreciate the most. Appreciate mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. very raw, open. Going back to the, that quote, you know, I don't make any pretense about being normal. Well, mm -hmm. you fill in your own quote. Normal is what? <laughs> mm. Normal is an anomaly. <laughs> in that um, there really is no one size fits all, I don't think. I'm trying to learn to embrace the things that I would have considered abnormal or different um, 30 years ago. Um, that's, that's, my, that's my answer to what is normal. I think um, normal is too constrictive of a word probably in, in terms of people um, and in terms of culture. Um, and I embrace it and the fact that there are so many differences. So do I have your permission to put peanut butter on pizza? Is that okay? Yes, you sure can anytime <laughs> and enjoy. You have fun with that. Enjoy, <laughs> <laughs> have fun with that. Uh, oh boy. It's just more about my love of peanut butter. I just, I don't know. It's, um, yeah, it's pretty yummy. It is, it is, it is. <laughs> that is not an anomaly, but excellent. So, okay, well, 1.5. Out of out of two, um, <laughs> we, we, we dug and we we got uh, and we got we got Val Kilmer in there. And the third quote in What, Which, and Where, Catherine, is this: 
For me, the moral of history is that there will always be obstacles in your way. But if you want to achieve a goal, you have to keep going. Who said that? Who wrote mm. that? Mm. Let's see. Hmm. Yikes. This is someone that you wrote to me that you, you, you admire. Uh-huh. Yeah, it sounds like somebody I would be following and reading. I'm trying to figure out who I wrote that I admire. Can you give me initials? <laughs> yes. Uh, M. Y. Um, Yalom. Is it Yalom? No, that's Urban Yalom. Um, M. Y. Nobel Peace Prize winner. Oh. Um, Mel... M-Y? Am I getting this right? Is it, is it a Y? Yes. Okay. Oh, um, um, Mahala. Mahala Yousafzai, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you. I didn't know that quote, I love that. Yes, she is so inspiring. She and Greta both, um, that they have done so much good and are so brave at such young ages is, mind-boggling, mind-blowing to me. Her courage is, is definitely, uh, of our many <gasps> gifts, is that her courage is, I yeah. think, at the, at the top of the list. I got the, the, the quote. I read her book. I read her oh, you book did. Her, mm. My story. Mm. I, I saw her over the, 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 the bulk of the pandemic. I watched an interview between, uh, or David Letterman interview her. He had a, it's a show oh. on Netflix. Yeah, I like that show. She was, you know, brilliant and had a, a great wit and sense of humor mm. and honesty, yeah, um, and her just ability to to forgive is mm. amazing as well. But mm. talk about grit. She is the 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 poster person for grit in today's world. Yeah, she she really is so courageous, so courageous, and her ability to forgive, as you said, is. Um, very inspiring and a lesson for all of us. We have been through so much less than that and have difficulty forgiving. And you know, here she is doing it. I'd say the same with about this. Smile on her face. Yeah, yeah. And the smile on her face. Can you share with the listeners just some obstacles that you're going through and how you're attacking them? Um, so one of my obstacles is um, really watching my thoughts around what it is I am trying to shift in my life or attract more of. So, and I write about that in the book, but um, I've gotten a lot better about it, but um, for, for my husband and I, as I wrote in the book, um, it felt like we were always bumping into financial obstacles, always, always, and that was our pattern. Um, and so that's shifted some, and, and actually it shifted quite, you know, quite nicely in that we, and we have also worked very hard on watching what we say about money um, and watching our thoughts in other ways as well. Um, like instead of saying we can't because we can't afford it, we'll say uh, we'll need to put that off um, and I look forward to getting that done or things like that. You know, we just try to, to state things in the positive as if we trust it's on its way. Um, and that's made a huge difference in our life. I also feel like we're closer because we don't bump into these places. So that's been a nice bonus. Sure, you watch the language that you use. I mean, 
you know, listening to you, I had a similar conversation with, with, um, with my dad about a week ago and he, you know, you know, warned me sternly, you know, but, but respectfully, you know, uh, about something I was thinking about. He just told me, Fox, don't even say that. You might think it, wow. you know, don't even say that. Don't say that because wow. how, like you're talking about how these things can, can manifest into, to, uh, seeds can turn into turn into trees. In other words, yeah, absolutely. Wow, so, good for your dad. That's you and him must be challenging each other. I'm, <laughs> I am. Wow, he's absolutely right. They they're powerful. Yeah, words you can use. Words you can use. Maybe just for me, just being quiet. Right. Mm -hmm. Thought passes uh -huh. through. Okay, but I'm not going to to, to mouth it and, and yeah, and let it exacerbate. Mm hmm Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, good. Yeah. And I think when you asked me what obstacle I'm would be have been working on lately, I think that that one that I just mentioned is probably a common one because the our thoughts are um, almost on automatic, aren't they? Because they've been well oiled <laughs> um, <laughs> that <laughs> that that track. And so we have them often without even being aware of them, these limiting thoughts or things we say about ourselves or what we can expect to get in life these just are running like a tab left open on the on our on our laptop you know it's just always on always running under the radar we have to be really mindful gotta close that tab that's right close the <laughs> it's been tab. too long yeah it's it's it, your, your mind's a muscle and it's your head mm -hmm. sits on top of your body for a reason you can oh, control like controls everything else yeah, that's well said. That's a good point. Figured that out from from my my, my guests over over the past four years. Uh, you know, we are we are our thoughts. Mm -hmm, we can't control our thoughts. Mm -hmm. and, and yes. Yeah. Yeah. Flip them. If you have a negative one, watch them. Be mindful of them. But we have to we have to work on it, and I think working mm -hmm. on it in a communal setting in your abundance circles is is just downright brilliant. <laughs> uh, downright brilliant. Uh, Catherine, as we, we, we end up here, I do ask this question. It's like the hero's question. So we, we know all heroes don't wear a cape. Mm -hmm. But if you had the opportunity to take an hour car ride with one of the following three people, who would it be and why? Would it be Rumi? Would it be Val Kilmer? Or would it be Malala Yousafzai? Oh, Mm. You know, I feel like it would be Val Kilmer because he seems relatable. And because I watched his documentary, there were things that I would want to ask him about, like, what was that like when? And I noticed that this happened. Can you tell me more about that? It, it feels like it'd be fun and interesting and engaging. So it would be Val. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure Val would be very forthcoming with his, <laughs> yeah, with his answers. <laughs> entertaining human being uh, yeah for for sure for sure mm -hmm. can you uh, share some advice for people who, uh, who think they have hit rock bottom mm. yeah um i would ask them to examine what happened that got them there you know what were the what what led up to that rock bottom what are things that they believe they can change? 
Um, could we, st and then the last thing would be, can we start with the way you're thinking and what we can do, like to give them something that's free and simple and you know, like it, it, immediate, I would, that would be a big one too. Let's have you looking at your thoughts because if they've hit rock bottom, the, it, the chances are it didn't happen overnight, but, but through a, um, you know, a path of doing the same thing over and over again and not getting a different result. Um, so I'd, I'd want to look at that with them and explore that and ask them to let's, you know, can we change your thinking? And my advice would be, let's, you know, Go back to that. the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Go back to yeah. the beginning. Yeah. Who uncorked the, the water hose and, or, <laughs> or the, the, the dam in, in other words. Yeah. Um, get to the, get, try to get to the root of the problem right away. Yeah. You know, any, any further advice for the listeners? Mm. Empty your pockets. Yeah. Yes. My advice would be, and this is one of the tools in the book would be get good at receiving. Um, because if you're bad at that, and most of us are, or many of us are, um, and women actually have a harder time with it than men do for some reason. Um, I think it's cultural. We've been taught that, you know, that we're supposed to be doers and also even receiving a compliment is difficult and we don't want to look arrogant when we, we simply just say thank you. Um, so we brush it off. So for all those reasons, we're pretty bad on <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> and so my advice would be get good at receiving. Don't think of it as grabbing or taking, but just allowing. Just allow the compliment, allow the help, um, allow the good. Um, because if you can't receive and you keep asking the universe to send you something, a partner, um, a different job, um, more financial abundance, if, you, if that's what you're asking the universe to do, but you're bad at receiving, it won't be able to get it to you. And so it starts with being a good receiver, I, I think. So that would be my advice. Get good at it and start with the little ones. Just, for example, get a compliment, simply say, oh, thank you, period. <laughs> Boy, you, you, you uh, speak profoundly to me because I thought I was the only one. <laughs> I, I, admittedly, I am not uh, good at taking, taking compliments for all the reasons you just mentioned. Mm, um, um, mm. But, but I, I can see that there are definitely others Maybe most of us out there are not. Um, it's true. Most of us are not, or up until now, we have not been. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna let the wound open up. The light's going to come in. I'm going to receive, mm, receive nice. compliments. Um, mm. This has been, you know, uh, highly educational for me and inspirational mm. as well. And Catherine, yeah. I want to thank you for taking the time out uh, uh, to, to talk to uh, the universe today. Oh, thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. It was delightful. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Catherine, you, you are very, very welcome. This will wrap up episode 63 of the What's Your Inspiration podcast. Catherine and I will talk to you all later. Take good care. You have been listening to the What's Your Inspiration podcast with Fox Buyer. Because impact on each other is the greatest currency you could ever have.